Allison Lasseter uh, from Hallmark, and you're listening to the Master of One podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Master of One podcast, the official podcast of the Reimagine Conference. Part one this week, we talk about Arrival, Loyal Subjects, SDDC, Hero Complex Gallery, Spoke Art's Bad Dads, and we welcome back artist Andrew Cole for his regular segment called Calculated Comics with Cole. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So put your best foot forward, because it's time for another episode. Don't put it backwards. So we like to kick things off by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, or noteworthy about our week. But before we do that, we want to let you know of a way that you can support the show. Um, you can join us on our Patreon and just go to patreon.com slash M of One podcast to support the show uh, financially. And I believe... We are very close to our next goal. So the way that Patreon works, you um, can subscribe each month uh, to give a certain dollar amount. And based on those tiers, you get certain rewards and we hit certain goals that that kind of triggers things that we need to do. And we're really close, aren't we, Patrick? Uh, Literally like one person away. As long as someone gives uh, one person higher than the $2 tier or two people in the $2 tier, uh, we will hit our next goal which is actually a new like distribution channel it means we'll be releasing our episodes on uh, YouTube as well. Right. So you can subscribe on YouTube as well. So um, challenge extended. Uh, let's see if anybody wants to pick up the challenge and run with it. So um, and you can give more than two dollars, right, Patrick? I mean, oh, I mean, uh, literally just thousands of dollars. It's whatever you want to do. We will <laughs> sky's, cater. Sky's the limit. <laughs> we will cater goodness to you. Yes. So. Sky's we'll the cater limit. So to you, if you pledge enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll That's do fair. naked sushi with Luke, Andrew, and myself. So, <laughs> I mean, what a way to start! Video. We want them to give money. <laughs> what a way to start this episode. So, anyway, you can you can support the show if you like what you're listening to right now. Then what's wrong with you? Maybe but want to see what you're listening to right now <laughs> with sushi um, on it. Just. Uh, <laughs> Just join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash M of one podcast. Um, Luke, tell us about your week real quick. Um, I just got back uh, from a whole weekend of being a nerd playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, My group that I always play with, we rented a house up by Lake Erie and we locked ourselves away and just played uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you refer to the house as the dungeon the whole weekend? No. Or the dragon? No. <laughs> it was awesome. Like we. So we went did up, you like, just after... run one whole campaign? Yeah, yeah. So we started. So we, you know, I'm DMing uh, a campaign called Curse of Strahd, um, but we're st- we were starting a new one, a homebrew um, oh, campaign, okay. which is homebrew means like. Uh, the the other guy that's DMing, he he just created the world, and it's all completely just you know made up by him. Yeah. Um, and so we started uh the new campaign. We played a lot of like the pre-made campaigns put out by Wizards of the Coast. Um, yeah. And we just decided, hey, a homebrew would be fun, so we started it over the weekend and got uh just really engrossed in this new world. 
Uh, and it was it's super fun. It was did awesome. Did you finish the campaign? Like, did you go from beginning to end? Of the new one? Yeah. No, no, no. This is one that we'll probably play for, like, years. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, cool. No, well, so how Dungeons & Dragons work, you go from character level 1 to 20. 20 is, like, the highest level in 5th edition. And that isn't a thing that you can just, like, do in a weekend. Like... It takes like well, unless you're good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be good. You gotta be good at power it. level. <laughs> That's not something you can do. Yeah, yeah right, just right, go right, in right. with somebody who's who's already a level twenty and uh-huh. just stand in the back while they right, do right. stuff. Sure, right, right, right. <laughs> That's how it works in Diablo. Yeah, cool. Yep. Um, yeah, I rolled a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that sounds like a ton of fun. Like if like when I can actually get into the full breadth of the game, I'm still having a hard time. Uh, we we had one or two other um like our second session in our campaign yeah. that I'm DMing and um I just didn't have enough time to prepare adequately and so I didn't want to waste anybody's time cuz I didn't know what was next in the campaign so I didn't want to like sit down and be like oh, okay that's what you're going to do let me now sit here and read two pages of content right um so we haven't actually done our second session yet oh. but I know just by looking at other people doing it and stuff I would love to do like a whole once I get used to it, do a whole weekend where you just all you're doing is just living in that world. That yeah. seems like a lot of fun. It's so much fun. It, it was a blast, <laughs> and we just, you know, we we the house had like a grill, so we grilled burgers and hot dogs and made breakfast in the morning, and like we just hung out, played until we were tired, slept, got up, played some more, did it all over drank. again. It was it was a blast. Any pillow fun. fights? Nope. <laughs> is that the name of your campaign? Pillow the pillow fight. No, that's that's the name of my character, Pillow Fight. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, Patrick. Why don't you tell us about your week? Oh my gosh, uh, nothing happened. But um, no, I, I you know it's been fine. We we're all preparing for reimagine, which is probably going to crop up a, a few times during this episode. So that's been the biggest thing. It, it, and what it means is that I, I've been a lot busier. Um. But uh, you know, just making sure all the the kind of loose ends are tied up. But what I'm excited about, so it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen. Um. So today's uh, whatever day today is, probably Today's like Tuesday-ish, Tuesday. yeah. and uh, Friday's, Friday, so a couple days away, we get the Grand Tour on uh, Amazon, so if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can watch it, and uh, what that is, uh, if you're a fan of Top Gear, the and not the American version, the BBC version, the original, uh, if you remember, it's uh, Jeremy Clarkson, um, you know, and, and Richard Hammond, James May, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson, he got in the fracas with uh, Mr. Producer Guy, whatever his name was, and then he got fired. The other two guys quit. They left. Amazon bought them up, and they put together this show called The Grand Tour, and it is finally, finally, finally about to come out. So I, I've been waiting patiently, and uh, <laughs> and I'm going to wait a few more days. Uh, what is it? Okay. So it literally took until just about five seconds ago for <laughs> For me to realize what was happening on Friday was not some dude walking around Amazon with a, like on Facebook Live Giving showing us tour. like the office. Yes. No, no, no! It is, it's a show. I was like, I gotta make called, sure I tune in for that. That's okay. Like, awesome. wh- like, why are you so excited about no, that? No, it is it's a, a show warehouse. called the Grand Tour. <laughs> it's just and, a good um, warehouse. <laughs> so here, here's the thing: if you watch Top Gear, you know that they have incredible cinematography um and uh 
scripting is normally is done in a very very good way. Like it's a car show, but I, I'm saying that loosely because you can have no interest in in the specs on on some new vehicle that's coming out, and you can still find the show immensely entertaining. I mean, it, it's hilarious and and it it's fun, and but it's also got that adventure aspect to it. Uh, but at the same time, beautiful. I mean, just absolutely like it is known for being some of just the prettiest footage uh, when it when it comes to um, you know, a, a show of that nature. So, uh, anyway, so it, it's going to be a beautiful show. If you just watch it for the the aesthetic appeal, it'll have that. It's going to be a hilarious show if you just want to watch it for the the you know comedic aspect. But it's also going to be really informational if you want to watch it for that part. So, yeah, and if you want to see reasons. what a multi billion dollar shipping company is all about, don't watch <laughs> that show. Apparently, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, uh, I I've seen I've seen every season of. Now I, I should be clear, like Jeremy Clarkson, uh, J- uh, you know Jeremy James, Talked Richard. They they weren't like the original hosts, but for the seasons they've been a part of, I think it was like thirteen seasons altogether. Uh, I, I've just seen all of them, and uh, I really love the show. I you know I hate what happened and, and the fact that they they uh, left, but I'm very excited to see them pick it back up. And I frankly I hope they do well since they left Top Gear. Top Gear is now getting its worst ratings in the past fourteen years, uh, which is nuts. What about the past um, fifteen years? Well, probably uh, surpri- by next year a surprising we'll boost on that fifteenth year. It's it's doing surprisingly better. No, they are doing so. From these three hosts, they're doing their ratings are worse now than the year these three hosts started, which it, which is crazy. So, uh, but I do want the Grand Tour to do well. Now, I will say this: this is the only the check. Like this is the reality part of it. Netflix had a chance to buy this up and chose not to. They believed that the investment wasn't worth it. And so Amazon paid a lot of money to have these three guys that put the show together. And so for that part of me is very interested to see, did Netflix make the right decision? Did Amazon make the right decision? Um, And there are a lot of, you know, as much as I love Top Gear, BBC owns all the rights to that. And if they try to pull any pieces that remotely resemble the Top Gear format, they're going to get sued. So it is going to be a completely different show. So people that love Top Gear, it does not mean you're going to love the format of the Grand Tour. So fingers crossed that Amazon what made the, the right decision that they and the new format is go-karts good. go-karts around the Amazon warehouse? It's a word? It's a warehouse. <laughs> you can't tell. Driving go karts around with the Amazon Warhorse. <laughs> you can't tell. We are recording this episode later than normal. This is we complete. Have already, we have already had three interviews tonight, and we are just already. This is magic hour. Anyway, crazy. hope it does well. I'm excited. Even <clears throat> though it comes out Friday, I'm going to wait till Thanksgiving and watch it with my father-in-law because I know he's excited <sighs> to see it. So I'm going to force myself. Please don't spoil that for me. You know how much I hate spoilers. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> I cannot wait to watch it and tell you all about it this weekend. Oh, I hate so, you so much right now. Anyway, uh, Andrew, why don't you? Take it, I am please. talking okay. about um, it. We, um, by the way, oh, the yeah, latest so episode right of now. Westworld is great. Go ahead. The last, the last two uh, weeks for me have been um, just getting some design work done, getting just working a ton to try to. Because um, after my trip to California, I'm heading straight from California to Florida for a week. 
So I'm actually gone from the office for uh, just shy of two weeks. So I have a lot of, of work that I'm trying to kind of pre, uh, you know, kind of front load so that I'm not as behind and leaving people in the lurch while I'm gone. But one of the things that's been fun outside of all the work stuff is I got approached um, by one of our one of our listeners and um, a company that uh, puts out some really, really great uh, a collectible and um, like art print and stuff like that. Uh, a company that puts out that stuff. In fact, we talked about them, gosh, what, probably two months ago? Yeah. Or more? Maybe not that <clears throat> long, but a little okay. bit, yeah. Uh, so Squared Co. is the name of the company. It's a California-based company um, and West Coast company. And... Um, they do various uh, prints and, and shows. They do, uh, you know, they did the Aliens 25th anniversary show with Sinopolis um, out there. And so anyway, we know them. We've connected with them uh, quite a bit. They're on the Slack channel. So they hit me up and asked me if I would be willing to uh, participate in their Designer Con show. So they're putting together um, exclusive pieces for designer con they have a designer con booth and uh and, and so they asked me if i would do it and they said that i had one of two options to choose from and one was um either a specific character with adventure time i think his name was like like the peppermint butler or something like that um and uh over the garden wall and i've mentioned a couple of times how much i love over the garden wall um, and so I said, absolutely. I, I would love to be a part of it. Um, I want to do over the garden wall. So he said, sure. Um, so I started working right away on it and I've been posting stuff. Um, you've seen, you know, little bits and pieces of it. If you follow me on Instagram, um, but the piece is done. I'm really excited for it. It, um, I'm going to be releasing like an image of it, the final image and everything tomorrow. Uh, no today, Tuesday, you'll be getting, um, if you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to see it. But the piece is a 12 by 16 uh, Jacle, and it's um, a really limited run. There's 30 pieces of it. I'm going to get a handful of APs to sell on my own. Um, but uh, they're only running $20 a piece, and each one's going to be signed because we're actually going to meet up with the guy um, from, uh, from Squared Co., uh, at our M of one meetup out in California, uh, in a couple of days. So I'm going to sign all the pieces there. I'm really excited. This is the first kind of thing that I've been a part of like this. Um, and, uh, so you'll be able to pick it up. If you're at designer con, go to the squared co booth. You can pick one up. He also has some pins that are going to coincide with it. If you've ever, if you've watched over the garden wall, there's going to be a mixtape for Sarah. If you've never seen the show, that doesn't make any sense, but there's a mixtape for Sarah enamel pin. And there is a rock facts, rock um enamel pin and they are awesome i've seen pictures of them so aside from that there are also tons of other great stuff that that it's happening at decon um not the least of which is a print that's coming out um from one of our friends in the old slack channel um it's i, I don't want to i don't know if i'm even allowed to say anything about it but it's um if you grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, it is probably one of your beloved shows. Um, and he does uh, he does justice to the franchise. So that's all I'll say. Um, stay tuned to the Instagrams. Um, if you're not in our Slack channel, jump in there because I'm sure it'll be advertised all in there um, in the next couple days. But um, I was really excited to be a part of something like that. And uh, we'll kind of we'll see where it goes. And um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Uh, once uh, designer con is done, I'll put my APs probably up. I don't know where 
essentially you're just going to have to probably hit me up on Slack channel or Instagram or something if you want to buy one. So, um, 20 bucks, it's pretty great, um, for what you're getting and, uh, yeah, cool. Um, so that's it for our around the table. Before we move into our calculated comics with Kolb segment, we need to give away some stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, at the tail end of last week, we are giving away, we were giving away two live stream passes to the reimagined conference that is just mere days away. Um, and so we need to give those away. So Patrick, why don't you tell everybody who won the first one and then Luke will tell uh, everybody who won the second one. Absolutely. So for the first challenge, we asked you to share a uh, Reimagine Conference graphic, uh, just to throw it out on Instagram or, or whatever channel to, uh, you know, at M of One Podcast, at Reimagine Comp, and to hashtag M of One Live. And we went through those shares and we randomly chose Mr. Eric Doggett. So Eric, we're going to connect with you today and we're going to get this pass over to you and you will have a three-day pass to watch all the awesomeness that is Reimagine Conference. So congratulations, Eric. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Luke, Whoa, uh, go ahead. I thought and that was this. really well done. It was really it well done. Honestly, well done. it felt like you had that you had such low energy that maybe it wasn't really a giveaway that like there was some kind of catch to it. Like once we email him, we're going to ask for $90,000. Eric, we should do that. We though. need $90,000. <laughs> um, okay. Luke, tell everybody about the second winner. The next, uh, the next contest was uh, Twitter. You had to, you had to uh, quote uh, something from our interview with uh, um, Mr. Elias, uh, Noah Elias. And, um, the winner of that was uh, our good friend B Pair, Melissa Bartlett. Yes. Uh, so Melissa, you are winning a a streaming pass, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like like they said, we'll connect with you via the social, you know, arena in which you um, entered the contest, and we'll get all the information we need from you sometime today on Tuesday, um, and then. Uh, but here's the deal. So lots of other people entered and didn't get a chance to win. Well, I guess they had a chance to win, but they didn't win. Um, and uh, Noah doesn't, he's not okay with that. Ultimately, he wants as many people as possible to be at this thing and to get all the information from it. So we actually have two more mm-hmm. passes that we are going to give away, there's which means there's a catch. You got 24 hours to make this thing happen. Fast. By the end of the night on Wednesday, we will have given these out on our social media so um patrick why don't you tell everybody one of the, the one of the ways to do that do you not want to make people wait till the end of the episode to tell them that's a great thing <laughs> let's just I'm gonna edit, us- edit, edit this edit this in luke ready so if you want to find out how you can win those stay tuned to the end of the episode we'll tell you exactly what you need to do to enter to win those passes so without any further ado calculated comics with cold all right, I think I got this set just edited in. Okay, I think it's where it needs to be. So every month we have this segment that people have come to love, and it is honestly, it's one of our favorite times of the month because we get to talk to one of our favorite people from the great country of Canada, um, none other than Mr. Andrew Kolb. And so welcome back to another segment of Calculated Comics with Kolb. Hello, thank you for your applause. Awesome. 
<laughs> I just so many funny things going through my head of how Pat, how Patrick just clapped. I wish everyone could see this and it wasn't just audio. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't transfer. No, it doesn't transfer, and that's okay. Um, Andrew, welcome back to the show. We're so Thanks. glad that you're here. As always, bring in your smiling face um, to uh, to our Skype screen. Um, and again, if this were not an audio, an audio, yeah, I'll stay with that medium. <laughs> um, everyone else would be able to see your uh, your handsome Canadian face uh, in front of them talking. But be that as it may, they just have to settle. Does he look for... like a snowman to you guys too. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's. I, I really dig your carrot nose and button eyes. Go ahead. Uh, it's just because we don't have that much sunlight this time of year, so my complexion is real pale. And uh, he's feeling a bit jaundiced. That's why his nose is so orange right now, Patrick. But thanks for calling it a carrot. It sure is. But I do like this top hat that I am adorning. Uh, and with that, let's segue into comics. Uh, That's perfect. If one of you wants to pick a number between or uh, including one and three. Two. Uh, okay, great. So we're starting off with two next. I think that just broke the cycle. You'll tell us later, but I think that did it. Who knows? What's the next number? <laughs> two. Great. For sure. I'm going to say two. Because we've never this, done all three twos. Sure, I think. you're exactly right. Yeah, this is a this is a combo breaker. Um, so two, two, two. Actually, so this kind of ties into one that we talked about. Um, when did we talk about beauty? I don't know if that was last month oh, or yeah. that was two was months, ago. months ago. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, this is a comic from um, the same artist, but a different uh, writer, um, and it's called Beautiful Darkness. Um, so it is, yeah, so the same artist, which is Karaskoet, uh, and I'm definitely butchering the name. Um, and then the, uh, writer is Fabian Velman. Um, but again, so it's called Beautiful Darkness. Um, I would describe it as kind of a, like not a modern fairy tale, um, a fairy tale in that it kind of has the same kind of dark twists of kind of a Grimm's fairy tale. Um, but it's, it's kind of following a new narrative. Um, and there's twists and there's kind of surprises and you don't really know where this world is until it, uh, the kind of story unfolds. There's a lot of great mystery to it. Um, the art is, uh, kind of like what we were talking about with beauty, uh, a couple months ago. It's, uh, like, genial like it's pretty friendly but then also really violent like it's it's kind of cutesy characters that are doing really kind of horrific things to each other mm. um so it's definitely i should also clarify it's definitely not for children like this is a like an uh an adult or a grown-up read um but i loved it like i i read it uh it's i've, I've had it for a couple of years now i kind of read it each winter um because it kind of has that kind of uh like curl up and, and kind of uh just yeah, make a blanket for it and read the book uh, and go through it. Uh, vibe to it. Um, so that's where I'm at with Beautiful Darkness. Cool. Okay, I, so this is our opportunity to talk about all of the things that we've been researching while you're talking, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I I real, real quick want to like almost change the subject, but not totally. I, I'm curious. <laughs> you said that it's the, you said same artist, different writer, correct? Yeah. So how, is there... I'm sorry. Is there something specific driving that the the fact that it's the same guy? Like, is this something that the that um, I should say? How many? How common is that that you have like a specific artist that kind of moves from writer to writer, oh. or or what's maybe like driving uh, that that piece of it? 
I think, I mean, this is just kind of my observation. I think what you might notice in the industry in general, either kind of mainstream comics or outside, is that you generally kind of have like a uh, re- like revolving kind of lazy Susan of artists with writers until you start to get people who really click. Uh, and then I find once you kind of find your almost kind of creative soulmate, then you start to kind of really work with them more and more. Um, and I notice that only because like I... Um, like Mike McNola, who I think we probably all recognize from Hellboy. Yeah. Um, yep. I started picking up a lot of his older books, like when he worked with Marvel. Um, and I'm noticing that he writes with, or he used to be the artist on uh, a few specific writers. Um, so I think they just kind of like really connected as far as the sort of stories that they told really matched well with the artwork that they had uh, or that he, that McNola had. Um, sure. So kind of going back to what you're saying, Patrick, like I think, um, the tone of this book is what really kind of draws that artist uh, or that duo because I think it's actually a pair. Um, so I think they generally tend to not shy away from stories that are um, kind of beautiful or really kind of vibrant and kind of full of life, but then also really dark. Um and I think that's where their strength lies, is being able to kind of communicate the really sunny day, but then the really kind of uh, drastic nighttime murder sort of thing. Um, so maybe sure. it's not necessarily just writer and artist, but I think it's definitely artist and theme. So that's yeah, what I think yeah, that's what I, I see. Yeah. That. And not to like uh, belabor that topic, but it is one more difficult to find than the other. Like I, we've, we've had people on the show before that have said that specifically like drawing for, uh, it can be comics and it can be, um, kind of, uh, narratives, whatever that it, anything sequential. It is, yes, that it, that is more difficult oh, than yeah. just putting things in like one point in one point in time. And so we, we've heard that kind of over and over that there's like drawing is one thing and then drawing. Yes. Yeah, sequentially is, is like a whole nother puzzle to solve. And so it, you know, I guess is that an availability thing, or is it just uh, the style lends itself to the content of the story? Yeah, I bet you. I like. I I would say it's probably a challenge both ways. Like, I think as a writer, it's really hard to find someone who is going to be able to visually communicate or get basically what's floating around in your head out onto paper, um, just with a few that you've been trying to communicate with just a few words. Um, and as an artist, trying to find someone who kind of inspires you or or kind of has that spark that says, oh, I like reading these words immediately paints a picture in my mind. Um, so I would say it's probably a challenge for both sides. I think it just depends on where your strengths are. Like for me, because I'm more of a, like a visual communicator, I think uh, finding someone who can really tell a story with their words uh, is something that I really gravitate towards um, and something that I appreciate. So uh, yeah, I think it really so, just kind of depends on what kind of side of that line you're on will determine what you uh, kind of gravitate towards. So let me ask you this question. Um, so I'm, I'm already, it's already in my Amazon cart. I'm going to purchase it <laughs> here in the next couple of seconds. Um, right. Because, I mean, because look at this. I mean, these are sitting in front of me. I, uh, two of the, I think, four other, two of the four other recommendations that you've given us and I've purchased and they're great. So if, you, if you're if you on the fence about whether or not Andrew has a solid taste in comics, um, he does. They're great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, but on, um, so I'm going to be picking this up here in a second and it's hard, it's hardcover, which is cool. So it feels mm-hmm. a bit more like a, you say that you read it like every winter. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. It kind of feels like a storybook that you can kind of pick up. It's 96 pages, hardcover. It's nice. Um, but, 
on Amazon, it gave me a, if you like this, you would also li- like this. And it's um, called Through the Woods. Have you read that? Oh, yeah. By um, Emily Carroll. The yeah, Canadian. Emily Carroll, yeah, she's yeah. out of, actually, she, like, her hometown is, like, maybe an hour and a half drive from me. So, All right. yeah, Canada being a very small country, that's just, like, what happens. <laughs> it, it, so, it, what I don't know is, is that... <laughs> I just call what you said. I was trying to keep so it. Sorry. I was just trying to keep. Um, is it? Um, have you read that? So you've read that book. Is it? Yeah. Actually, is, it, that w- is the whole thing be- a comic, or is it? Is it still stories? So through the woods, we're getting a double feature this week. Uh, so through the woods is more uh, a collection of short stories. Um, those are more specifically horror. Uh, where I would say okay. beautiful darkness is actually. I think what you said with storybook is a perfect descriptor of like the vibe of that uh, kind of trade. Um, but yeah, Through the Woods is if you want to, like, especially this time of year, like late October, early November is a great time to read it because it's a lot of like, uh, like late fall trees and a lot of kind of branches turning into hands sort of vibe, um, yeah. like kind of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman sort of thing. Um, yeah. So really creepy, but also the artwork is more creepy, I would say, than Beautiful Darkness. Yeah, it's it's definitely darker. Um, and then the other thing that I would say, looking at this artwork for Beautiful Darkness, is very reminiscent of um, of Over the Wood or Over the Woods, Over the Garden oh, yeah. Wall. <clears throat> yeah. Very yeah. reminiscent. I could totally see. I'm not saying that there's any kind of inspiration one direction or another, but I can totally see um, hints of that vibe not just in the style of the artwork but also in like the aesthetic of the world that they're creating yeah it's very whimsical and very but it has a kind of a dark undertone to it um i which i love that show and so i'm really excited to read this because it seems like it follows that flow really well yeah great because i think if i think the tone of over the garden wall is one-to-one with beautiful darkness i think the only difference is is where over the garden wall either kept it a little safer for kind of an all ages audience or just kind of made it creepy but then actually everything was okay uh beautiful darkness everything is not okay like it is it's creepy but then it also kind of follows through on what it's it takes you to the edge and then pushes you over a little bit yeah Yeah. cool that's i'm excited about that i think that's super fun right um awesome well like i said i just purchased it so it'll be here um i won't get to i won't get it until i get back from california but uh, it'll be in my mailbox in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. You're the best. This episode brought to you by Amazon Prime. <laughs> now give us money. All right. Great. Um, <laughs> so tell everybody where um, they can find you. And then we're, we're going to end this segment with something that, that's going to be super fun. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so my uh, social media presence is almost entirely Kolb is neat, uh, except for Snapchat, which is go, go speed racer. But that's because it's not related to work at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, what did I want to say? Oh, so actually, this will be releasing uh, in time, but you three will get to know this early. Um, so I'm going to do like a super like a, I'm putting everything on sale at my shop, um, like for the holidays to help with like uh, gift buying. Um, so if you put in holiday 50, uh, like 50 with the number, then it's 50% off. Cause like, why not? Um, so Boom. there you go. Start starting today when this airs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. like uh, right. peek behind the curtain. I've already put it up. So even for you three who are, uh, we're gonna in go the buy. Time. We're gonna go buy all the stock. So don't even worry about okay. going to. I'm buying every lenticular turtle print that you possibly have. Uh, it's mine. Well, anybody else who's <laughs> listening to this, I'm sorry, but they they got to it first. You can buy them for me at at uh, <laughs> at a ninety percent markup. Ten <laughs> percent off then. Suckers. Um, no, that's awesome. It. So you said it was holiday 50 like the number 50 yeah just type that in and i think that gets you the discount um that's it if you have no if you don't have any of kolb's work yet this is a perfect way to get introduced to it once you have it in your hand i promise you you will not live with just that one piece you will want to buy more because his work is fantastic Mm -hmm. um go do that i mean and i'm not just saying that because you're sitting here Uh, like i absolutely love your style that's what got us talking to you in the first place because we love what you do so um Take advantage of that uh, of that sale for sure, for sure. All yeah. right, um, Patrick, take it away, buddy, as you send off uh, our our good friend, oh, our good gosh. good friend from Canada. I, I hope this lands. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> Margaret Atwood sucks. Uh, oh, yes, you would. I would never <laughs> say that to a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- by the way, this is things you should never say to a Canadian. Um, the only interesting thing to happen in Canadian politics is Rob Ford. Ugh. Although that's kind of maybe uh, a sad. Well, nope. Never mind. Um, oh, we're see. going through a bunch. Great. Let's let's he's, do it. He's oh, I'm just gonna list. hit a couple real quick. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, you say a boot funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait. Well, the thing is, thing we say that to you like literally every time we record. So, but it's that so doesn't interesting because really I want to know if it's like I I want to know how intense like on the scale of about versus a boot. Uh, where do I fall? Like you're I like can't hear it. You're a six. You're yeah. You're well, a six. We, it, we, it, we only go Canadians. Oh, okay. If the scale only goes to eight, you're a six. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you, by the way, do you watch hockey? I do not personally, but I am aware of You're it. You're a, a sport. Canadian and you don't watch hockey. That's not right. Nah, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> Is that one of the things on the list? Yep. That's that's like number oh, eleven. I see. <laughs> it just washed I'll, over I'll, me. It's just no. You it's just you, degrade you, the person. No matter nice what, whatever means right necessary. That one. Uh, I'll leave you with this one. Uh, I've been to Canada. I visited Toronto. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. It seems like a weak list, so I'm gonna go. Um, but here's the deal, though: is it, is it a week? Time. Is it a weak list, or is it just his Canadian hospitality coming through? <laughs> he's he's actually super pissed off with you. Yeah, my maple he's just syrup really is boiling right now, <laughs> <laughs> which just is actually give... good because that's the only source of heat that he has in Canada. So I that's feel good. like someone no. might be listening. <laughs> Someone might be listening and might be offended on Kolb's behalf. Just oh, so you know, you. we had like a long conversation before this segment. And we were just trying to find Canadian colloquialisms. Because apparently Kolb doesn't know any. And then <laughs> nope. I came across a list of things you should never say to Canadians. And that's that's where this list came from. But I don't know. I'm going to have to find something way more offensive. Because you're just too nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. the problem. I also we, just we, thought you were going to preface it with what was happening. As opposed to just getting right into slinging <laughs> well, it. Yeah. Pat, Patrick is master of ripping the band-aid off. All right. No, so, um, dude, thanks for, for taking time with us again, <laughs> as always. A pleasure. We love you, dude. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me, everyone. Yep. See you, man. Bye. Bye. Up next, Master Categories. 
So the master category section of every episode is when we talk about <laughs> the tokens we drew the week before. And last week we had Adam on. He drew all of our, our own categories for us. So We're thanks, fine Adam. the fact that Luke is laughing behind you the whole I'm totally, time. Listen, I'm totally he fine with it. That's fine. Keep ago. going. He drew them months ago. That's true. But they still hold true nonetheless. True. Um, so we each got our own token. So Patrick, being the master of TV and film that we know you are... Um, Talk to us, buddy. Was that not Adam on last week? It was it was Adam Grayson. No, it was Adam Grayson, not Adam on. <laughs> okay. A- it was Adam Mon. Adam, was that Adam, Adam Mon? <laughs> okay. This has uh, devolved. So I have TV You've and film devolved. this week, and this is a great week to have to, well, honestly, anytime between now and the end of the year is a great time to have TV and film because we are in award season. It's full blown. So this week, I got the chance to see the movie Arrival. Now, Arrival is the newest film with Amy Adams, and so are the next 20 films you're going to see through the end of the year. But Arrival has Amy Adams mm. and Mr. Jeremy Renner, old, uh, you know, Hawkeye bow and arrow guy. And then uh, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker, uh, I think. But um, the the movie is... Um, wait, this is wait, a t- wait, 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 wait. Forrest <laughs> Whitaker with the eye thing? I you thought know, that I, was Rogue One. No, he has like a squinty eye because like something happened. I don't know. Oh, what? in real life or in the movie? No, he always has it. That's just Oh, you're you just a terrible person. You're a terrible person. I don't that's know how that's people remember Forrest Whitaker. No. People they remember, remember Forrest Whitaker actor. because of his acting abilities <laughs> and his great like Oh. No, he did a good job. View, I'm just The views of Patrick Hill do not express the views of the master. <laughs> Yeah, so Patrick's anyway, applauding it's that. It's not thing, a disability. Buddy. I think it's anything that makes you unique makes you more hireable. Well, that's what his mom said too. <laughs> well, let's just keep going. It's just okay. it's not going to get better. So anyway, just keep going. Uh, Arrival is a first contact film. That's what it is. It, it's a uh, you know human and aliens <laughs> connect. That sounds way romantic. <laughs> the point is, it sounds way romantic. <laughs> I mean. Stop romanticizing word the end of our culture and our world. <laughs> but 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 that's the point. If you think of like contact from like the early nineties, it's it's almost like a similar uh, type thing. But yeah, we've had a lot of kind of contact. Space has been a popular theme lately. If you're thinking about Interstellar, or Martian, or or uh, what's the film that's about to come out with uh, Alien? With the, no, we've been on the Avalon for however many days. The one oh, with Passengers. Prep. Okay, yeah. So, like, space is a big theme. And typically when you think space, um, there's a couple parts to this. Uh, number one is these these giant big epics, right? Uh, number two is, is typically suspense. And then there's also kind of, like, the action-y whatever, whether it's in Guardians or, I'm sure, Passengers or uh, Star Trek. Um, yeah. This is not one of those films. This is a very, very quiet, uh, subdued film uh, throughout most of it. Um, but the kind of one of my favorite words that I've heard describe it so far is I went and saw it with Spencer. Spencer's a film dispenser. Uh, we've talked about him on the show before. Uh, the word he <laughs> used was uh, overwhelming. Like throughout the film, it was just an overwhelming film, and I, I think that's a good way to put it. So it's um, I, I do want to be careful what I say because it is very easy to give away parts of it. But the film is following, um, it's kind of parallel, paralleling multiple stories at the same time. 
uh, drawing the relation between them, and each one supports and makes the other story more powerful. And but again, it is a it is not an action film. It is not uh, loud or big. It's not a, a grand epic necessarily. It is a very calm, um, focused, steady, uh, but emotionally overwhelming film. Would so, you say it's similar uh, to the latest Godzilla then? Uh, Godzilla with Dude from Breaking Bad? Yeah. Because uh, that wasn't very action-oriented either. I mean, it's kind of, but not that much. Uh, it, well, okay. Yay and nay, because like in the Godzilla, you, you only got Godzilla on the screen for like a grand total of six minutes, right? Know, that you right. actually like had what... So, from that standpoint, no, you didn't get a lot of action, but at the same time, it was still frantic. Uh, this movie is not frantic. Like, gotcha. it's very measured. Um, so, anyway, so I think that going into it, I think you're going to hear that it's a space film or an alien film or a first contact film, and that's going to, it's going to conjure all these ideas that I think are actually going to prove to be not true. So, if you go in to see it, just know that it it is not, it is probably not what you're expecting. I'm going to That being said, crazy good film, and in fact, we are all, so y'all haven't seen it yet, we're all going to go see it on, on Thursday of this week. Uh, we're gonna go see it with our guest that we're having on Friday, um, yeah. and I, I'm I could not be more excited to see it again. It, well, it really is a great film. That's not gonna seem as off the cuff on Friday when you hear it. So just so you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We don't ever actually like d- decide that it happens on air. Yeah. So we just fine. <laughs> anyway. And we've so, already said that we've had three interviews tonight prior to recording this episode. <laughs> so who who knows what's in the can right now? Um, but anyway, that, so I, I highly Who knows what's the, in your can right now? Yeah, I highly recommend the film. Uh, as much as I recommended a Hacksaw last week, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, I, I, this one as much as that one. Um, I, I think this is a great film. It's not what you're expecting. Feel free to take, you know, whoever. It's, it's not, uh, it is not going to be violent or, or whatever, but just kind of be prepared for what you're not expecting and be prepared for something much, uh, again, calmer and steadier than you would anticipate from this kind of genre, at least hearing about it. So, But it, it, it's an incredibly great film. And uh, Amy Adams kills it. Uh, Jeremy Renner, um, I think it's a, it's one of his best performances. And Forrest Whitaker, um, you know, what, whatever side, it, he, he, he played his role perfectly. So the, the three primary people in the film just absolutely knocked it out of the park. So, do you like awesome. Jeremy Renner better in this movie or The Hurt Locker? So here's my thing with him he he has uh, he has pieces of a role that he does well. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily lo- like him as like the the cocky guy, and I don't necessarily like him as the um, I'm trying to find another word for it. What I should say is I like him when he is the soft-spoken but confident guy or or he is the calm but confident like he has a moment in this film so hawkeye sure i mean if that's how you would describe hawkeye it's just i don't like him as like the bro i don't like him when he's cocky i don't like those jeremy renner but when he's calm but confident i think he excels in those moments um and he gets some of those moments in this film cool all right Cool deal. So, uh, right. Andrew, why don't you yeah. go and just uh, shake things up? 
All right, so I got art and design, and uh, real quick, just as a throwback to what we were just talking about with um, Mr. Kolb, I, since we had that conversation with him, um, have gone onto his website and purchased some things for, with using his his code, and I just want you to know that one of the pieces that I had been eyeing for a while and just hadn't pulled the trigger on, I bought, it was one of his Hell, Hellboy pieces, mm -hmm. um, and I apparently bought the last one because it's now sold out after purchasing it, so you do... Want to jump on this deal? All right, Merry Christmas! Really, to me. thank you, Andrew. Quickly, yeah, really quickly. You want to jump on the uh, the deal because stuff is selling out, and he um and he graciously gave us that. So um, I, I believe he hasn't promoted that yet. So if you uh, are listening to this, jump on to his his site right now. So anyway, that's kind of a side note. Um, so as far as art and design is concerned, there's a couple of things that have come out this week that are just fantastic. And I know um, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about gallery shows and gallery things um, all the time. But I feel like a couple of things have happened that need to be talked about so that you can check it out. One of which is um, the spoke art. Every year now they, they do this uh, um, this tribute to Wes Anderson. They call it the Bad Dads Show. Um, and so Spoke Art, the East Coast, uh, which is in Manhattan, I believe, um, it, they did a, a, a Bad Dads show just like last week. I believe it was last week. And the pieces from that show are fantastic. There's lots of Mr. Um, like uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox pieces. There's a Tyler Stout piece that is beautiful. There's a variant of it, and it's just gorgeous. And it's already selling for like, I don't know, multiple times what it was at the show. Um, it's already, I mean, Tyler Stout pieces just go through the roof. Um, but uh, the cool thing about that show is our friend Joshua Budich, um, his son did a piece um, for the show as well. And so he got to be up there among all of these other artists like Tyler Stout and Joshua Budich and all these guys who um, are all, you know, rock stars in the poster world and, and then here's here's his son who's um i don't know his age but he's young um I, i'm guessing he's under 10 um and his his artwork is up there with all these guys and i thought that was so cool it's very reminiscent of what our friend tom whalen has done with his son um with the big ideas co i just thought that it was super cool and so uh you know kudos to spoke art for for doing that um kudos to joshua for for letting his son be a part of that and so that that was really cool so check out all the artwork at spoke art spoke-art.com um so you can find out all and buy some things from that show whatever's left it's really really cool go check that show out the other one is hero compact hero <laughs> complex gallery um and oh my gosh you know what i just realized it's not hero compact <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's that's, not it's hero complex gallery you know what it is hero complex galaxy okay their website says hero complex galaxy did you know that okay what are you talking about okay go to their website hcgart.com it's not hero complex gallery which we always call it it's hero complex galaxy well, but it is Hero Complex Gallery if you look at their SEO stuff. If you Google it, it is Hero Complex Gallery. Okay. And if you look in there, so why it's like that on the website, I don't know if I don't know if that's a permanent picture or something that they changed specifically for a show, but it is Hero okay. Complex Gallery. All right, cool. So go um, on. 
So the other one is Hero Complex Gallery. If you go to their website, um, I don't know if this was part of a show or part of an exhibit. Um, I'm sh- I'm assuming that it was uh, part of a show or an exhibit. But um, I found this one specific piece by an artist that I hadn't heard of. Um, and if they are super popular, then I apologize. I'm out, you know I'm out of the loop on this particular guy or woman, but it's Vance. I'm assuming it's a guy um, by uh, Vance Kelly. The piece is called El Fauno or Fauno, and it's um, a Pan's Labyrinth piece, and Pan's Labyrinth is one of my top five movies of all time. I love that film. It's fantastic. This print is amazing. Um, It's 24 by 36, so it's it's pretty it's pretty large. Um, But what's really cool about it, it's it's featuring all the main characters in the film. It's got um, the fawn at the very top. It's got the fairies and then the little girl reading a book um, and then the creature with the eyes. And then ultimately the labyrinth as well is kind of tucked in there. Uh, But then there's a moon up in the top. And um, the whole thing is kind of uh, the whole pi- the whole piece is is black and dark blues and greens. Um, it's very very beautiful. The whole thing is kind of in this uh, very kind of uh, restrained color palette. But here's what's cool about it: the whole thing is printed with black light fluorescent ink. Um, so it's got this even like more of a funky kind of twist to it. And if you've seen the movie, you know how much that kind of plays with that in the fantasy world and everything. So um, I would love to own this piece um, right this minute. I don't know that I can swing it. Uh, it's not sold out as of yet, um, but I imagine that it'll get that way fairly soon. It's a limited edition. There's t- 325 of them. Um, so if someone's out there and they're wondering what to get me for my birthday, which is in like four days, um, there you go. El Fano by Vance Kelly. It is beautiful. Hero Complex Gallery. Go check it out. It'll all be in the show notes. Um, so uh, you can just find it right there. So um, that's my art and design. Go support artists. Buy great art. Um, for me, <laughs> Luke, take us home. Um, yeah, so it leaves uh, Toys and Games, which is, you know, the thing that I actually know about. Um so uh, this week came uh, for me and Patrick, I believe, uh, our our latest um, thing in the saga of the Super Double Diamond Club from the Loyal Subjects. Uh, we got um, a Masters of the Universe figure. We got Skeletor, and I got a like translucent, like a dark translucent purple figure. And Patrick, what did you get? Something different. Well, mine is like blue, but I've also seen a clear. So I've seen three colorways of this right. piece. Now the clear is the ultra rare one, I believe. It's like the it's just it's like eighty of them were made or something, or le- maybe less than that. Um, and I don't know about the other two. It's hard to tell which one's more rare. I'm hoping it's mine. I think it's Patrick's. Um, Are they making more than the more than the one hundred? Because didn't they say they would only ever sell a hundred memberships? Yes, they did. So are they producing more than 100 of these? No, so they have the regular Skeletor figure that's in the like in their series in their Motu series and it's like solid, it's not like translucent uh vinyl, it's like solid color like painted just normal. I think there's a variant color of oh, the Skeletor. Oh, I see. Yeah, yours I are see. resin, aren't they? They're like a clear. No, I think they're vinyl still, but they're oh. they're clear. So here, I just found it actually. So this is um, the clear, 
Yeah. Is the the crystal clear is what they call it. They only made ninety eight. The other two are four hundred and fifty one each. And there is a blue they call it like clear blue and clear purple. Right. Okay. Um and so you have the clear purple, I have the clear blue, and then there's also just crystal clear. Right. That's the rare one. Right, 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 right. So but but wasn't the whole deal with uh the double diamond club that you would get exclusive figures to the double diamond club? So shouldn't you guys be getting the cl- crystal clear ones? No. Well, they still have ex- they still have rare ones within that though. Right. Okay. All right. So you know, I. <sighs> but it would seem like though, if they were only selling a hundred of these memberships and they made four hundred and fifty-one of these other ones, you're that's not exclusive. Yeah. Now it does say in the membership in the Super Double Diamond Club membership. It, all, it lists the figures and it says Motu exclusive carded figure. That's all it says. Well, may, wait, wait, wait. Maybe a hundred's the wrong number. Maybe they're only selling a thousand memberships. Oh. Uh, first oh, thousand okay. members for life. That, okay. Yeah, it's yep. a thousand, it. not a hundred, because then if you add that up, that comes out to a thousand. So, yes, you can only get this if you're a member. Now, here's the thing they haven't sold a thousand memberships because the memberships are still for sale on their website. Which means that there's going to be less than a thousand out there, right? Um, so that yes, that's what the breakdown is. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So, but cool. so I'll say this about the figure: it looks great. It looks absolutely fantastic. Can you hold yours up so I can see it? Yeah, because you've only kind of flashed it up hold there. On, let me pull, pull up. Not, uh, nope. Uh, there. Nope. Okay. There we go. Oh, yours is way cooler than Patrick's. Yeah. Right. The purple is the purple plays well because it's Skeletor. The purple plays better than the blue. Right, I, I agree. The clear looks really cool too, but I do like the purple better because actually it seems like the purple, like his jaw, is almost a lighter color purple because of how thick it is. It seems like the thicker the part of the figure, the darker the purple is. Yeah, so um, it's almost like a an ombre. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> radiantial um, effect. It's, it's super cool. Um, I want to open it and play with it, but I put it up on eBay. So uh, <laughs> if you want to open it up and play with it, uh, you should go on eBay and buy it. Um, but yeah, so that was my uh, that's my category. Um, other than that, Watch Dogs comes out on Friday, Watch Dogs 2, and it looks great. So that's a video game coming out on the major consoles. Uh, Patrick, so review, review forthcoming. I hope so. You played the first Watch Dogs, didn't you, Patrick? Uh, yeah, I did, and it was fine. I mean, I struggled a bit because just like a lot of these games, even though they're open world, they get very Monotonous. repetitive, especially yeah. when you're yeah. I mean, when you're doing the missions, so right. Um, I, you know, I struggled a, a, a bit with it, but it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I, and I think it 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 did decent on reviews. Yeah. I think it, it took a little bit of flack, uh, but ultimately, I did I did enjoy the game. So, yep. How, um. How you guys like Overwatch still? Good? Not playing I've it? I've been so busy, I haven't played it. I've been Man, itching I'm in the to. same boat. It's it's what I said earlier. Like, preparing for this conference has meant, like, uh, you know, I'm taking some time off work I didn't intend on taking, so I'm having yeah. to, you know, kind of try to really knock stuff out there, and then I've got some freelance projects I'm trying to wrap up, and then, of course, you want to try to spend time with your wife when you're about to not see her, and then, unfortunately, some stuff happened, and, and so... You know, now she's got to she's got to go back up to Ohio, and and so I guess the point is everything. I'm I'm pulled so many directions that Overwatch is not really number one on my list. So yeah, 
I get it. Um, I I fully anticipate as soon as I get back from Florida that I'm I'm just gonna veg and play video games for a couple days because I've been so busy with everything else that uh, I just haven't been able to. But I'm I'm really excited to pick it back up because it's so much fun. And Christmas Rodriguez um, bought, so he has it on, you know, he has it on PC. Yeah. Um, he bought it on Xbox One so that he could play with me. Nice, cool. <laughs> and so, so uh, I want to definitely take him up on that. No, I, I'm in your boat too. I I plan on coming back and just immediately like trying to crash and do nothing and play games. I do want to say something on SDDC before we, before you move off your topic and we wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we had an episode probably three episodes back uh, where I was pretty critical of uh, loyal subjects and uh, frustrated is a good word. And um, I'm not saying I'm not frustrated still because I am still frustrated. We're still, you know, we're getting closer to the eight months in and, I, and this is my first toy I've gotten. Out of my, I think, nine toys I'm supposed to get uh, over the course of 12 months, we're almost eight months in and I have one. So my, my frustration is no less real today. Um, the struggle is real. That being said, I did get a toy in. The toy does look very good. And um, apparently Loyal Subjects still does have uh, value because they do seem to be like, you know, selling well and doing well. They seem to be well received, all those type of things. Um, and, and But the other thing I want to say, as much as I was frustrated, it is never our goal with Loyal Subjects or anyone like that to... Um, to, to use the platform as just a, you know, a, a way of like being a jerk to these people. So yeah, we're not, we're, this, this is not an air your grievances show. No, exactly. And so if but you get a good toy, a spade a spade. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a good toy. Uh, I, I think it looks really good. Yep. I, I am actually, you know, like I'm kind of in the same boat as you, like 50% of me wants to take it out of the packaging. <laughs> and the other 50% of me is like, well, I don't really love Skeletor, so, right. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but the, here's the fact. It, it is a really nice toy. And so I, I just wanted to to make that distinction that, that yeah, it's what you just said. You know, it, it, we're going to call a spade a spade. Uh, if it's frustrating, I'm going to tell you it's frustrating. And then if, if I get some good stuff in the mail, then I'm going to tell you I got some great stuff in the mail. So that's what it is. So Yeah, ult- ultimately, here's the, here's the moral of the story. Our opinion is a fickle thing. <laughs> so it is only as good as our latest experience. So just keep that in mind. Um, so, all right. So we're, we'll move out of our master categories and into the the closer. Um, like we said before, you can um, find us on mf1podcast.com and find show notes and links to all the stuff we talked about in this episode. Um, but on top of that, you can also find an archive of fantastic people who have taken time to chat with us. You want, to, I mean, so many, so many incredible people go listen to some of those episodes. In fact, one of the ways in which you're going to be able to win a live stream pass to reimagine is if you listen to one of those episodes, Patrick, why don't you tell them about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what you can do, last week we had a, a replay with Adam Grayson. A- Adam is just an awesome guy. The story that uh, he told, uh, when we interviewed him last time, it was during kind of a transitional point. I mean, he he had just been kind of let go from, from working for, what was it, Disney Design Group or something like that. And uh, and so he goes into that. I'd say where, where he was working with them. That Yeah, that yeah. that's a, a better way to put it. So um and he he really goes in that story and in like literally we talked to him just a couple days after this happened so it's kind of a you know a, a very fresh thing uh, but there was a, a lot of wisdom uh that came out of that moment and um 
And so that being said, what we want you to do is if, uh, you know, if you listen to that episode and you took something from it, or either if you haven't listened or maybe you don't have something specific, go back and listen. But we want you to um, kind of find a favorite quote from that episode, and we want you to share that quote. Uh, and then just, you know, at mention us or at, at mention uh, Reimagine Conference. I think it's at Reimagine Conf. Uh, yeah. And then uh, hashtag Game of One Live. But um, again, super, super powerful interview uh, about uncertainty. And uncertainty is something that we we all have faced, will face, or probably are facing. Um, yeah. So very, very uh, applicable. But yeah, go check it out and then just share your favorite quote from that. Yeah, um, do it on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, that's going to be the quickest way for us to aggregate those hashtags. But you only have until um, Wednesday like evening. Well, because um, we have we, to get the, the key to so you can watch it. Yeah, because the, t- yeah, the, the, the live stream starts Thursday. So uh, you need to get it Wednesday in order for you to, to start streaming it. So uh, um, go ahead and do that. Luke, tell everybody what the second way for you to win is. I don't remember. Man, that's a good <laughs> Slack. All right. And the other way to win is by, if you're on our Slack channel, messaging me directly. Send me a direct message um, to Andrew Sale on the Slack channel. Um, and that's all you have to do to enter. So if you're already a part of our Slack community, awesome. This is a really simple thing for you to do to enter to win. If you're not on our Slack channel, first of all, come on. Second of all, this is a really simple way for you to win live stream passes. This is $250 worth of live stream pass. Um, it's all three days of the conference. You want to win this. Um, and so go to mofonepodcast.com slash slack if you're not already part of the community. Once you join the community, just shoot me a DM um, and just say, hey, this is my entry. And uh, we'll we'll put you in, and then uh, randomly we will draw that Wednesday evening, and one of you will win live stream passes. So besides doing all of that stuff, there are other ways to connect with us. You can also subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. When you do that, we come to you twice a week, every single week, um, and you don't really have to do anything if you subscribe. It just shows up in your feed, and you can listen at your heart's content. Um, and then when you do that, you can leave a review and rate us, and that helps us a ton. In fact, I believe, Patrick, we have a new review, and when you review us, we read it on air. So, Patrick... Why don't you tell everybody what that review says? Let me uh, breathe in dramatically one more time. Yes, this one is from <laughs> the uh, Jason T. Davis. The title of the review is A Work Commute's Best Friend. I wanted to say commuter, <laughs> but that's not what he put, so it got confusing. Uh, that was a really this... like, dramatic pregnant pause that you gave there. Thank you. Uh, I'm Five stars is what he gave this. And uh, the review says this. Um, so, I've been listening to these guys since day one. By the way, that's true. I'm just, I'll go ahead and let you know if he's lying or not. Um, <laughs> I have to admit that I only started listening to support my good old buddy, uh, old pal Patrick. He's the worst drummer I've ever heard. Hashtag inside joke. Hashtag apparently I made him um, better by giving him a complex. Uh, there is a, a story to that, by the way. I'll, I'll wait till next I would hope that's. I would hope that's why it says inside joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't find it funny. After the first episode was through, I was longing for more. I seriously feel like I know Andrew and Luke, even though I've never met them, and live vicariously through my relationship with Patrick, and sometimes imagine I was the fourth master in the crew. 
mainly to counter critique Patrick's mostly fair but sometimes extremely flawed views on TV shows and film. Keep up the I good love work, this guys. Because guy. I definitely feel like I'm part of this crazy family from a distance. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Thanks, that's Mr. Jason T. Davis. He's on um he's on our Slack channel, but he's also on social media and all that kind of stuff. But uh yeah, Jason's uh he's an awesome, awesome guy. So if you haven't um you know rate and review the podcast, I think we have forty six five star reviews um and then whatever ratings. our current one with doc is <laughs> yeah and here's the thing no doc doc made his five stars so here's the thing you can go ruin our record so if you if you think 46 five stars incorrect throw one star on there throw a two star on there just jump in there but the important part is that you rate interview so take a few yeah. seconds or a few minutes go in there uh it means a lot to us it does a lot for us and we'll read it on the air yeah, absolutely. And like we said at the beginning of the show, Patreon, you can join us on there as well. Um, you can subscribe to our Extra Bits newsletter, which we send out very irregularly. But when we do, it's always good information and pertinent to things that are coming up. Um, man, so many different ways to connect with us. You can connect with us on social. Just search M of One Podcast on all the different platforms. Uh, we primarily use Instagram. So uh, if you want to connect with us through there, uh, you absolutely can. Tag us in things and share things. We do stuff in there all the time. Um, we have personal social media. Luke, what's yours? Luke Gall on Instagram and Twitter. Again, if you see anything posted, it wasn't me. Please let me know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's essentially you just have it for posterity's sake. Um, Luke was his Patrick's. The great prosperity stakes <laughs> on Instagram. That's with two A's. That's true. And I'm at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's on all the different platforms. Uh, drop me a line. Um, and like I said earlier, my print will go, uh, I'll be advertising it today. So keep your eye out on my Instagram really for good, that. Dude. Thanks, man. I put a lot of time and energy into it. So I hope people like it. If you're a fan of the show, I think you really will. Um, there are lots of little nuances in there. I think that you'll see and pick up on. If you're not a fan of the show, you probably won't like it because it won't if make a ton of sense. If you're not a fan of the show, you're probably not listening right now. That's oh, fair. You yeah. garden wall. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, um, so we're out of here, though. I'm Andrew. No, I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. And I'm Andrew. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Bye. to another episode of the Master of One podcast, the official podcast of the Reimagine Conference. Say that again, because that sounded weird. The Reimagine Conference. <laughs> From the Reimagine Conference. I Reimagine. Yeah, there's a podcast the Reimagine Can you guys attest to the fact that I was fine the whole hour leading up to this conversation? Hit record, instantly turned into mush mouth. <laughs> mush <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead, Mushmouth. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Master of One Podcast, the official podcast of the Reimagine Conference.
Welcome to another episode of the Master of One Podcast. I was so confused, well, I, I thought everything froze for me. No, I felt like Patrick was telling me to have more energy because of his his gen. Alright, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So put your <laughs> your motor in your duty. <laughs> so put your best foot forward. Here we go. So put your best foot forward. So put your best foot forward because it's time for another episode. <laughs>